Anna, and you're listening to the Travel Bows. Stick around to see a really good episode. Okay, guys, that was my little cousin, Fiona. She's five years old. It took a while to get her to do that. It probably took around 30 minutes, but I definitely think it was worth it in the end. It was worth it, yeah. I'm I'm really glad we got that. We we did trick her into doing that. We told her we were recording a song, um, and she actually ended up uh, doing it for us, and she was ecstatic because she thought it was, like, literally a song. Um, But in the end, we just cut it out and cut a couple clips together. And we did make a song, so it was still worth it. We did make a song in the end. We made multiple. And you know what? If y'all blow this up, then maybe we'll release the song on Spotify or something. (laughs) (laughs) That would actually be really funny. But, guys, so today we're going to be talking about Vail, Colorado, and Boston, Massachusetts. Before we start, quick disclaimer. Uh, I don't think that's the correct word to use, but the reason we have not made an episode in a month, which absolutely sucks, is because my dad had COVID two weeks ago. Aaron and I are not going back to Zoom. That was so bad. We're not doing our Zoom podcast. We needed to do it in person, so we would rather have taken an extra two weeks off than do an episode over Zoom, because that's just awful. Yeah, I agree with you, David. And also to remind y'all what our new season is, um, I think this is our second or third episode, right? Third episode, yep. Third episode um, of what hidden gems are in different cities throughout the United States. Um, we're still not going to, you know, release what our next season is about yet because we just started this one. But we will tell y'all soon enough um, after we make our next few episodes, we'll tell y'all, give y'all a little hint of what it is. Um, but let's just hop right into the episode, David. So get started on the hidden gems of Vale. Yeah, so a little background. We, I've been going to Vale the past two, three years. I've been there more than that, but that's where I've been going consecutively during the summers. I was there for about a week and a half, almost two weeks. And it's a really, really nice place to be. Um, Vail is one of the most popular places to go in Colorado. I know we talked about Telluride last episode, I believe, maybe two episodes ago. Yeah, I remember. Um, but Vail is great. I love it. Um, some things are very popular to do there, just like in Telluride. However, some stuff, nope, no one talks about. So here are the three things that no one talks about. First thing is mountain biking. Some people will go mountain biking. The majority of people, they just don't. I don't know why. I'm in love with it. I go with my dad every time I'm there mountain biking. It's the most fun thing. I ski, but honestly, I think mountain biking is better. Aaron's never been mountain biking, but I would love to go with you next summer to Vail and mountain bike with you. I think you would love it. I have never been mountain biking. That's true on like actual mountains. I have been mountain biking in Houston a couple of times, which um, which which isn't the same because there's a lot of uphill. It's still a pretty difficult trail in Houston, but there's a a lot of uphill and a lot of downhill. Um, Whereas, you know, if you go on mountains, there's not as much like uphill work that you have to do. So it's not quite as tiring. But it's much more fun. Um, But I, I mean, I can't speak for that because I actually don't know. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure it is more fun. Um, But I've been on like the, you know, the way more tiring mountain biking trails and stuff like that. Um, but you know, sometime if I ever go up to Colorado and I get the opportunity, I'd love to go mountain biking. And not, not all real mountain biking. Like, you know, Houston's not real mountain biking. We don't have any mountains. Some real mountain biking is a lot of uphill. Like in Sedona, we talked about that. Mountain biking is a lot of uphill, just a lot of uphill and downhill. That's real mountain biking. But in Colorado, I prefer it because it's mostly downhill and it's also more thrilling and just more fun in general. Yeah, and the other thing that I was going to say about, like, Sedona versus, like, Vail or Colorado, anywhere in Colorado in general, um, is basically, like, you know how when you're in some, like, a place super hot during the summertime, like, Sedona can get in the 110s in the summertime on certain days, and it can get ridiculously hot, which is awful for a lot of people, uh, but... You know, some people actually like the heat more than the cold, but I don't think anybody would prefer 110 degrees over the veil, 75 degree weather during the summertime. It's just, 
unbeatable by any other place in the like probably one of the top 10 places in the world to go to during the summertime for summer activities and outdoor activities no i i agree 100 percent um, the second thing I was going to say about Vail, this one isn't really, you know, like a hidden gem per se, but it's just about the different areas. So Vail is really divided into four different areas. There's Golden Peak. And by the way, if you can hear this computer fan, it's so freaking annoying. I really hope y'all can hear it. And if you do, I'm really sorry. But Vail's divided into four major areas. There's Golden Peak, which is all the way, I think it's east. Yeah, northeast. Yeah, so it's all the way east. And then there's Vale Village, which is really the main part of Vale. Vale Village is where everything really is. There's most of the shops, 95% of the shops are in Vale Village. There's restaurants. There's, you know, there's there's a lot of places to stay. There's a uh, Gondola One, which starts there, which is like one of the main gondolas in Vale. So everything is really from Vale Village. Then if you go a little more west, there's Lion's Head. Lion's Head is not as popular as Vale Village. Um, but it's still, there's a lot of stuff to do there. There's still some restaurants, you know, there's some places to stay. There's, um, that's the bottom of the Eagle Bond gondola, which is the second most popular gondola, second from Gondola 1, which I just said. So there's still a lot of stuff to do there, but it's not as popular as Vail Village. And then all the way west is called Cascade Village. Cascade Village, there's nothing to do there. There's a hotel and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of houses. There's also a little lift. It's a little dinky. So it's mostly just for the people that live there. And don't get me wrong, guys, I've actually stayed there before. The houses are incredible. Uh, some of the biggest houses in Vail, very nice, but it's away from everything. So it's really a pain. You have to either take a shuttle or walk about 30 minutes if you want to get to Vail Village if you're staying in Cascade Village. Uh, I much prefer staying in Vail Village um, if I were to go to Vail again. I mean, that's understandable because I I agree with you. I wouldn't If I was somewhere where I was skiing or something like that, I wouldn't want to take a like a 30-minute commute every single day just to go to where my like my final destination is because for me that's just impractical and it's not as fun when I have to do something like that. It makes the vacation a little bit less relaxing and that's really not what you're looking for. So I think like this applies for every single place. If you're staying somewhere and you wanna go to a different place that you're gonna be every day and you're staying at a hotel or a resort or whatever that's far from that I would suggest, even if it's just like not quite as nice, just stay in the place where you're gonna do most of your, where you're gonna be doing most of your activities, because it's just like not practical to be doing anything like that. And, and you know, I agree, especially when in Vale Village, that's where everything is. It's like if there was some stuff to do in Cascade Village, then sure that there might be an upside, but there's nothing to do there. So it's like, what's the point of staying there? I agree with you, David. Um, the the third thing I was going to say about Vail, I don't think this is nearly as fun as mountain biking. i got to just go ahead and say it. I'm going to be honest with you all. I think mountain biking is the most fun thing to do in Vail. But if you're not going to mountain bike, there's at least Adventure Ridge. So I was telling you guys about uh, Lion's Head and Vail Village. So Lion's Head, as I said, was not as popular as Vail Village, but it's still very popular. From there, as I said, there's a gondola called Eagle Bond Gondola. Now, if you go up that gondola at the top... There's something called Adventure Ridge, which is fun for young kids and older kids. There's really stuff for everyone. There's like a ropes course up there. There's wintertime, springtime, and summertime tubing. So it doesn't matter when you're there. And I think the most fun, there's a mountain coaster. There's also some other stuff to do up there. I'm not sure. It's, I don't have it off the top of my head, but it's really fun. I've done it before, and I would highly recommend doing it, especially if you have kids or if you're with kids in Vail. It'll keep them entertained for hours. The only negative is the pricing. Things in Vail uh, especially Adventure Ridge, are very expensive. But I'm not really going to... I don't want to say that's a negative because, honestly, everything everywhere in Colorado is like that. And everywhere, really, in touristy spots is like that. 
No, David, I agree with you. I think that anywhere and, you know, especially when the climate, as I said earlier, is such so nice during the summertime, you know, you kind of expect it to be like that, especially in any like major cities or towns or, you know, anything like that with that popular tourist destinations, they have to be expensive. Otherwise, you know, they need to be profitable. Exactly. Because they have to profit off of things. And it's a really hard climate to survive in in the in the wintertime, in the summer, it's great. But like, you know, it's there's a lot of energy that has to be going into like resorts and restaurants and stuff during this uh, during the winter time a lot of heat um and a lot of other things you know they have to plow the snow so they have to have some like good they have to have a good economy in order to you know provide and, and not only that Aaron like you said in order to provide and they need to plow the snow but it's not only that like if you can imagine in spring and winter that's two months they need to groom their trails I mean think about how many thousands of people ski at a resort like that they need to groom the trails they need to pay exactly. multiple people probably I mean I can't even imagine Vail Mountain is gigantic I can't imagine how much they're paying those people to go through all the trails people are skiing every single night when the lifts close and just go and groom it and make sure it's safe I mean that's just a, a an insane amount of money, Aaron. I mean, yeah, the amount of resources that has to go into that are ridiculous. It's crazy. I do have a question, though, Aaron. So you were talking about Boston, how you're going to talk about it. What's the deal with Harvard Square? And you said that you mentioned to me before we actually started recording this episode that there was a really good Indian restaurant near Harvard Square. Was the Indian restaurant in Harvard Square or was it near Harvard Square? Um, and tell us a little more about the restaurant, too. So it was near Harvard Square, like, just outside of it, 30-second walk outside of it, quite literally. Um, but it's called Maharaja, and as you all know, I love Indian food. By my New York episode, I talked about Tamara and Tribeca, and y- y'all want to hear about that? Go listen to that episode right after this. Um, but Maharaja is a very reasonably priced restaurant with amazing... With- large portions. In fact, I couldn't get halfway through before I filled up. And the other thing about Maharaja is just the food itself. The quality is amazing. The owner is super, super nice. He greets everyone that walks into the restaurant. He goes table to table. Um, He's a really great guy. Um, It feels very like family oriented. Exactly. And I'm not 100% sure whether he's the owner or the manager. Um, But you know, their customers are just great. Service is great. And I feel like it's really something worth mentioning in this episode is it is it would you say it's better than tamarind tribeca i know i know it's very different you know tamarind tribeca very different nicer food but it's much more expensive this is more reasonably priced cheaper maybe not as high quality but bigger so like it, it's very I'm, i it's, would say david it, i would say it, i mean not i'm sorry i shouldn't have said high quality it's probably the same quality just not fine dining quote unquote right i would so, say david in terms of if you were to compare like the quality or the like how good the food you're getting in comparison with the amount of costed i would say it's as good as tamra and tribeca for the amount you pay right now it's not as good of like don't get me wrong david because when you go to like let's say you get a great steak at outback steakhouse and you think it's amazing well it's great for the price you bought it at don't get me wrong but But when you compare it to like like, a fancy steakhouse you know what i mean like for the price it's not it's not but in terms of cost like cost basis it is equal to Tamara and Tribeca. Okay, so you said this place was called Maharaja. That's definitely good to know if I ever go to Boston. Is it near? So you said it, it, it's right next to Harvard Square, right? right? outside of Harvard Square. And then is Harvard Square, You Harvard Square is not in Harvard. It's next to Harvard, you said too, right? Um. Yes, Harvard Square is like next to Harvard. I don't think it's considered on the campus, but that's what, actually what I'm going to talk about now is Harvard Square. What's there to do in Harvard Square? So there's a lot of stuff to do. So one of the main things is they have the subway station and their subway station can take you all around the city with the red line. That's what they're like the main line in Boston is. 
Um, and then the other things in Harvard Square, they have a bunch of shopping areas where you can go and they have like Macy's. Um, I'm not sure if it's a Macy's or like some other main commercial shopping store, but they have a bunch of like really uh, higher end shopping stores there and stuff like that, along with uh, several restaurants. One honorable one that I have to say is really great is Tate. And I'm very, I'm fairly certain that that's also a chain, but it's there and it's great. Uh, and then a great dessert place I like in Harvard Square is Pressed Juicery. And they have acai bowls, and they also have, like, their freezes, which are just, like, ice cream. But they're really great, Wait, and they're all from organic they, materials. And they recently you. opened one in Houston. I was I was about to say, so they have a pressed in Boston? Because I know... They had they, one way before Houston Okay, because Houston opened one. It's not new. It's been here for, like, two years, two and a half years. But it opened mm. fairly recently. Maybe a year and a half. No, it's been definitely more. N- last that. summer. It was last summer. Okay, Whatever, that, that's besides the point. <laughs> well, pressed, it's pretty good. I mean, it's not my favorite because it's not. It's made from healthy stuff, so it's not going to be as, you know, sugary and as sweet and as good tasting as most ice cream places. Right. But it's good for the fact that it's, you know, now, it's like a healthy. Exactly. Almost. Now, if you like acai bowls, it's just a normal acai bowl. Yeah. And the, their acai bowls I got one, amazing. They're like a full meal. They're really great, and they're not, like, unhealthy at all. In fact, they're pretty healthy, but they're great. They're really great there. Um, And then I'm just going to get straight to the point. The third thing I'm going to tell you all about is really my favorite part of the entire thing, and those are the campuses, like, all of the campuses. You you literally took my thought. I was about to say, like, the thing that Boston is mostly known for in its cities is all of its colleges. There's, like, Tufts. There's MIT, right? There's... Harvard, there's what? what there's like there's BU, way. BU, yeah. There's, there's and like then a- right outside of Boston, there's other places like Providence. There, um, in Providence, they have Brown, which I also went to. Um, we also took like an Amtrak, a thirty minute Amtrak for like a few hours to see Brown and all. We actually that. had two hundred people listen from Providence uh, last month, so. Thank that was you guys. awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. all. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, I I, I mean I'm seriously. This is one of my favorite parts of the entire thing. So we went to, when I was there, we went to Tufts. We went to Harvard. Uh, My sister went to BU. I couldn't come on that one because that one, they were limiting the amount of people that were going on their tours there. Uh, And then we also went to, as I said, Brown. And I can tell y'all a lot about all of them. Now, I know Brown is technically in Providence, not Boston. But still, it was a great place. And it was really near Boston. Um, But I'll start off with the ones in Boston. Starting off with Tufts. Tufts is a gorgeous campus, very hilly, very hilly. And Aaron's sister, actually, not this sister, but his older sister goes to Tufts. Yes, I have two sisters. My oldest sister does go to Tufts, uh, and she loves it. She absolutely loves it. And while we were walking around the campus, the neighborhood around Tufts is gorgeous. They have a bunch of, like, amazing, gorgeous houses, uh, a lot of, like, smaller, larger houses. You know, it, it varies, just like in every city. But it's a very nice, quiet neighborhood, and their houses there, it's a pretty fancy neighborhood, like, you know, of the residents who live there, not the college students, because college students, most of them are pretty broke, if you ask me. Which other um, which other campuses did you go to? Uh, yeah, so I went to Harvard. Harvard was great. I actually think Boston was, or Tufts was prettier than Harvard. Really? Yeah, the campus was actually prettier than Harvard. I think Harvard is pretty. Don't get me wrong. But, bo- but yeah, you do I, kind of have a bias because your sister goes there. No, no, I actually didn't. But it's really like over exaggerated how pretty their campus is. It's really not. They have this one area that's like really pretty, but other than that, it's just like a normal college campus. And wow. it's not ugly. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty. But it's, it's not probably like, very old too. It is. It's pretty old, and they haven't really done much to it since it opened. Like they've kept maintenance up and all that. But you know what I mean. Like it's not. It's not really. It hasn't been special. renovated really. 
Exactly. Um, and if I was talking about college campuses this whole episode, I could name all of them, which I've been to like 10 this summer. Um, but not all of them were in wow. Boston. I'm just naming the ones in Boston um, because I think they're worth going to. And which one – the last question before we end the episode, which one was your favorite? Oh. Tufts probably. Probably Tufts if okay, I had second, to be honest. Second favorite. Second favorite, probably Brown was prettier. Um, and then the third – I'm talking about prettiness, not the colleges itself. But uh, the campus second – um, Brown, even though that's in Providence, third Harvard. Um, and I know a lot of people might disagree with me on this, but I got to tell you, it's really, Tufts is a gorgeous campus in a, a amazing neighborhood. Y'all should definitely check it out. There's so much to do around the like campus of Tufts, Tufts itself, restaurants, shops that, like I said, um, and it's in Cambridge. It's not in Boston. Um, it's like in a suburb. Right. It's in a suburb. But it, it's basically the same thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's not technically right. in Boston, but like to everyone else in the U.S. Like we live Boston. in a suburb of Houston. We technically don't live in Houston. Right. But, but we're we basically in Houston. Exactly. But we're surrounded by Houston. Like, like we walk, if we go any direction away from like our house, it's actually it's, it's actually kind of interesting because most suburbs aren't surrounded by the city; they're outside. Exactly. The suburb we're in in Houston is an exception to that because we're not really outside of Houston; we're smack dab in Houston, and we're surrounded by Houston. It's just we're kind of like a center point, almost in a circle that's not Houston. We go any direction, we'll be in Houston. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. But anyway, guys, we're gonna be making episodes for you guys so much more often now. We couldn't do it because my dad had COVID, but. There's no excuses anymore. Thank exactly. you guys so much. And until next time, this was the Travel Bros.